Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Season 3. It's Episode 19. It is the Baggies Broadcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. You may remember me from such <laughs> games as Stoke Nil West Brom 2, Millwall Nil West Brom 2, Reading 1 West Brom 2, or just the um, six-finger dingle who covers them lot down the road, potentially. Um, oh, you said it. I didn't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we set the tone early with that. But, but the, the most important person in this podcast, as ever, is... Well, he's not here, so Joe Massey, you're, you're involved. Uh, West Brom oh, reporter. It's great. Do you know what I mean? It's my first Baggies broadcast of the season, and I've missed it, to be honest. Haven't got a lot to work with at Wolves. Absolutely nothing. So uh, so it's nice to get onto, onto a popular, banterous, um, full of... Full of well, Full of enjoyment podcast. I've been thoroughly li- enjoyed listening to both of you this year. You got a great record there as well. Is it sorry? Is it all wins then? Um, no, because I was at Forest on on Saturday as well. I didn't. I didn't oh, of course, yeah. In my end, that was a win. It sounds ridiculous, but I know. played so well. Oh, it was no. as good as a win. Really. It should have been, but we'll get, we'll get into that later on. Uh, I don't think I've seen Albion get beat this year. I think I've been to nine games. I haven't seen them lose. Nice, nice. So it's decent to be fair. How are you feeling? I'm feeling very good. I've only seen them lose twice, you know. Really? Yeah. Because two of the games they lost was when I was on maternity leave. Paternity leave, whatever you're supposed to mm. say. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, all good, isn't it? How is the Babs? Oh, mate, he's a little dream, yeah. Yeah, I, now Joe's been wanting to get me involved in children for a while now, and I keep on delaying well, 39, things. I know you don't like telling people that, but uh, I just go straight in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hammer you this podcast. Are you? you know, I'm like with Dingles, mate. Uh, I hate them, and you're so I'm not dingle- a Dingle, mate. Yeah, I know, but... What are you talking about? How many followers have you got? I don't know. 21,000 Dingles following you. Can't be easy. It's not. No, mate, there's a few Albions in there kicking about as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, you need them, don't you? I do need them. I do need them in my life. Um, I want to ask you, actually, because, you know, Matt Wilson did a great job before on on the Baggies broadcast. Thoroughly enjoyed doing it with him. How are you enjoying the job here? People asking, you know, we have to give opinion. I want to ask how you are. How are you? How are you finding (laughs) everything? I'm very well. I'm very well. Thanks for taking an interest in my welfare. Uh, Well, you know, it's mental health week. I need to to ask these questions. And sometimes, you know, people are take, 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 take. We want to give. So I want to see how you are. Not many people at Express and Star do care about your welfare, do they? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do, though, Joe. Thank you, mate. Thank you. It's great to have you back as well. Thank you, mate. Thank very, you. Very, I've really enjoyed last week. Going in there and everywhere. Do you know what? Right? I, I can't believe it. I've done, I've done four baggies games. Um, I'll be doing a fifth at Bristol City on, uh, mad, on Saturday. Absolutely mad. Do you know, I've, I've secretly enjoyed it. I know you've loved I've it. I've really you? enjoyed you've it. loved it, haven't you? I tell you what, a bloody good side, aren't they? Bloody they good. are a bloody good side, aren't they? <laughs> For the championship, don't get me wrong, need to sign a load of players when they go up, but okay. I, they're, the best, they're the best team in the division. Interesting opinion, that. Needs oh, they do. A lot of players. So, they do need to sign six players, I think. Six players? Going that big, are you? Yeah, six. I think six players to play in the first team, I think so. You not, not agree? Uh, six. Six. Mm, I need to go through it. We had this question last time. No, it's not. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just trying to remember what I said but now. Mm. Yeah, I, I always say, you're never sure who's going to step up. We can go and start into a bit of depth later. Yeah, 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 of course. Thank you, mate. I'm very, very well. Very, yeah, very how's well. home life? Busy, yeah. busy, busy, busy. How do you do on the sleep? Because the sleep's the thing that worries me when it comes to children. Um, I'm happy, like you said, I think you, we talked about this on Saturday, you said when they get to two and they can talk back, that's a great age. There's a little bit that, of interaction. Yeah. But I don't want this naught to two, so I need to fast forward if I'm going to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't want this, the, the sleepless nights and stuff like that. We've talked about me flying in a nanny and potentially doing a night nanny situation. Yeah, that's mental. But I can't do, I can't do the, the nights, I can't do the sleep. The nights sleep. are the hardest thing, I've got to be honest. How do you do it? Going and, and everybody else listening, I'm sure they've had they've got young children as well. Quite a few people. How <laughs> I'm sure people... everyone listening. Yeah. Most I don't of think them. they have. Some of them have. I reckon the majority of people listening to this have got a child. Do you reckon? Kicking around somewhere majority. in the world. Majority. 
Um, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> That's maybe just me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but how how do you how's the work life balance? How do you do it? How do you be up at two in the morning, four in the morning, and then get up at seven? I'm going to work. It's horrific. Oh, it is it? horrific. I've, we've been really lucky, actually, because my little boy's only waking up once now in the night, around 4 a.m. So That's I'm doing very that, good. So that's very good. So How long when you say wakes up? Oh, it's about an hour, is about it? About an hour he's okay. awake for, yeah. So I normally bang Sky Sports News on about 4 a.m., watch that till 5, while giving him a bottle and just desperately waiting for him to fall back to sleep. Watching Claire Tomlinson in the, um, in the, doing the graveyard shift. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> She's always on that shift, Claire's that. The, always. They're banging on after 1 a.m. now, don't they? <laughs> No, no, 5 p.m.'s for you anymore, sweetheart. <laughs> no, no. Uh, not the end the day. He's getting the last possible bet. Oh, yeah, bless. Oh, bless but, um, but no, and how do you, do you have to kind of like just hold them, feed them, burp them, and they go back to sleep? Is that the kind yeah, of... Yeah, that's it, mate, yeah. Right, it's, okay. not, it's not that difficult. It's that's more... just Hatfield. <laughs> it's not that hard. It is just the effort. It is just the time and the tiredness that goes into it. It's exhausting. On top of this job, which is mental. Mm. It is mental, isn't it? Mm. Going around... Here, there, and everywhere covering Albion. Well, it is, mate. And some people, some people have to have a break. Um, and uh, Mr. Luke Hatfield's having a break at this moment in time. Go, go, gone to gone to Thailand for um, for two and a half weeks. Very so, nice. All right yeah. for some, isn't it? Is it his thirtieth birthday today? I think it's. Was it today or yesterday? I'm not too sure. I think he put out a tweet today. So oh, was it? Birthday. Okay. Yeah. Um, he. Um, it's nice to think. I think when you go away, I think when you plan holidays, when I go away, try and miss. As few games as possible because it's in the season. You know, yeah. you've got to. There's, there's there's international breaks. You can you can work your way around. How many games you missed this year? Oh, well, I, well, I mean, I take a, take away paternity. Um, I don't know if I've missed any. No, no, one maybe. I think I've missed. I've missed one. Uh, Luke Hatfield obviously can take. You know, you're going away. It's your thirtieth birthday. I think you can miss one or two. Yeah, it's five. Five, it five. Five. He's missing in this period. He'll be five. About that. Five. Misses the Preston game as well. Bristol City. He'll be absolutely gutted, but um, you know he'll be listening. I'm sure. Oh, he's going to be afar. listening. He's, he's going to be listening. From afar. We've got lots to say about Luke Hatford in this episode. We have. It'll come. It'll come on later. We've also got loads of questions. We'll have to. We'll have to kick on. I've also got because when I do do the podcast, I like to offer a competition to people. Oh, you do. I've yeah. got a nice little competition for people. You let me know when you want me to put it in. I can do it now. I can do it later on. Shall we? Shall we? Shall we should start? Save it. Let's start. It's Let's a nice get... way to end, isn't it? Yeah, it's a nice climax. You are blowing Luke out of the water here. He's going to have to up his game when really? he comes back, isn't it? No, Luke's, Luke's pretty good to be yeah, fair. Yeah, no, there's no competitions with Luke. Oh, wow. oh is there not? No, 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 no. I thought you do like a baggy shirt and stuff like that, or whatever. Yeah, we did, but that was for him, really. Oh, He's right, okay. for himself, mate. Oh, that Luke mate. It's, all, it's, all, it's, all, it's all me, 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 me. <laughs> um, right. Um, instead of like. Because we missed, we didn't do football. Come yeah, on. we didn't do one last week. So there's been there's been quite a few games in between. So instead of talking about the games, we all know what's happened. We're just going to do hot or not. So we pick three players who are hot, three players who are not, and then we'll just chat amongst ourselves about that. Naturally, it will come up. So three players that are hot. Number one that you want to talk about. One player who is hot for West Brom at the moment. He is a hot, hot, hot central midfielder, Mr. Jake Livermore. So hot. Mm. So hot. Cute. It's Cute. <laughs> I absolutely... You've been singing his praises now for a long time. I yeah. love him. Absolutely love him. Just like, this is a bit... This, I mean, it's a story about me, but it's just a little bit of an insight into Jake Livermore since he became captain, has been... He's just relishing the role. He's absolutely loving being... I mean, Brunt's obviously club captain, Livermore... On the pitch captain? Is yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I think on so, yeah. On the pitch captain, on the field captain? Like, yeah. Um, he... I actually asked Bilic about him at the presser last Friday. Mm. He didn't really want to... Do, he's at a stage now, Bilic, where he doesn't want to talk about individuals. Yeah, just team collective. Just team collective. Yeah. I think he's a little bit worried, Bilic, that everyone thinks that they're going to do it and it's almost done. But I asked him about Bilic. I asked him about uh, Livermore and he didn't... 
as always with Bullitch, he doesn't, even when he doesn't want to give you an answer, he just always gives you like a little line because he's yeah. just such a good man. Yeah. And he said, he actually said that he's the most important player. Okay. Um, and that, that is so telling that yeah. he said he's the most important player yeah. when obviously you've got Pereira, you've got all these players who are outstanding. Um, and his, his influence off the field, I know, it's, I know this is a story about me and I know it's, it's very, very trivial and very, very little really, but I was signing in that day, mm. signing into my name. You have to put your name down when you walk into the Albion training ground, just as a visitor if you like, yeah. to say who you are. Yeah. And as I was signing my name, Jake Livermore came in, came over, shook my hand and said, nice to see you. Little bits and bobs like that. And I think he is... Nice to see you, Matt. Nice, <laughs> nice to see you, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> loving your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's little... Do you know what I mean? Little bit. Yeah. Most people, most people will just walk on by. Of but he is. He sees himself as this captain. He sees himself as a figurehead for the mm. club, and he wanted to take the time to come over, shake my hand, just say how you doing, and, and walk on. Kind of a rebirth for him, do you think? Because you know, when when he was there and things weren't going well in that in that relegation season, and, and there were a few issues, weren't there? And he's he's obviously embraced it, taken it on his shoulders, and he's that that's huge into going forward. Huge. It is huge, and it. Look, it all comes back, we've said it a few times over the past, but it all comes back to the summer and him I think, looking at himself personally mm. and going, look, I'm in good shape, I'm Jake Livermore. Yeah. I'm a, I, I played for England, I, I am in good shape, mm. but I could be in better shape. Yeah. I could be in a lot better shape. He did an awful lot of work over the summer to trim himself down even further and the results are on the pitch. Mm. He has been absolutely fantastic. He covers every blade of grass. And the question I asked Bilich actually was, in the last couple of weeks, We've seen them play with more aggression. We've seen them win more second balls. We've seen them win possession higher up the pitch more often. Yeah. And I said, how important is Jake Livermore to that? And that's why he said he's the most important mm. one because he does set the tone. He sets the tone for that press. He sets the tone for winning the ball high up the pitch. He's been an absolute revelation all year, but he's just shining in this midfield three. Yeah. Um, I think attitude, character-wise, he's is absolutely fantastic. And I said to you on the video, I genuinely think now you can make a case for him being player of the year. And when you, I've got no doubt in my mind Mateus Pereira yeah. is the best player in the championship. Sure. But I still think you can make a case for Jake Levenmore being player of the year. And I think that's the biggest comment you can give him with him. I think he's been immense. And I think he is immense. Well, look, jo Jordan Henderson is probably going to win PFA player of the year. So if he can win it, then why can't Jake Levenmore win it for Albion? You know, it, exactly, it's, it, yeah. it's not just about... Um, scoring goals or, or being the best player on the pitch. It's about, like you say, a plethora of different of, of different aspects and, and he epitomises it. And I think that's a huge reason why why I've been on top of the table at the moment. I mean, you talk about, you know, he looked at himself in the summer and he needs to be better and he needs to get, can he get himself in better shape? That's great, but it just shows the type of character he is because a lot of players, and there are a lot of players who do this, will look at it and go, well, I'm probably not going to play for England again. I've been there, I've done that. I'm on, I've been on huge wages. I'm very comfortable. And then they just peter out i'll play in championship for a little bit i might even get like a, a bottom of the table premier league club probably got another move in me and just sack it off and not be as professional as you should be so the fact that he's done that turned it around and really gone again just just shows how, how important he is i completely agree i think that's a really 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 good point and i always say things like i think you see a lot of players like when they leave big clubs like man united or whatever they, they fall by the wayside mm -hmm. don't they? they just cannot get that motivation back no they cannot they know that they know they've hit their peak almost mm -hmm. and know they've played at the highest level they're going to play at and you're right like jake livermore's got a family i think he's got a couple of kids he's definitely got a son i don't know how, how many kids he's got but look he's going to get in the championship he's going to be a top player yeah. he could just earn a decent whack mm -hmm. go through the motions and just yeah just plow on really but he's he hasn't he, he's determined to make the absolute most of his career He's just turned 30. Yeah. 
couple of months ago, whether that was sort of like a moment for him, knowing that he was going to turn 30 this season, I don't mm. know. But he has really, really put in the yards on the field. I'll tell you what, at West Ham, in the FA Cup, when they didn't, when they basically, Albion played the second string, let's mm. be honest, mm-hmm. and still beat West Ham's first team. Yeah. It was, I, I found it really, really interesting that during the game, Bilic called Livermore over. Livermore was on the bench. And it was actually Livermore who went out into the technical area and had a chat with Bilic about the game. And I thought that was fascinating. And you can mm. really tell that Livermore really is Bilic's eyes and ears on the pitch. Sure. He re- and that's what, exactly what you want from your captain, isn't it? Oh. He's, um, he's a legend. Joe Livermore, whack lyrical, tick, crossed off. Right, number two in the hot or not. Uh, you mentioned it before, Mateus Pereira. I mean, great time. Oh, we're doing having... all hot, are we? We're doing hot, three hot and three not. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, um... Mateus Pereira, I mean, just. Great to have him back in the team, and he's just unbelievable, isn't he? He is going to take the Premier League by storm. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He, he is. is absolutely going to take the Premier League by storm. He is the best player in the league, as I've said. He's got everything, absolutely everything, and he absolutely loves it, doesn't he? Mm. Absolutely. Where was it? Was it? Where was it? Millwall or Reading? Where was it where he did the fist put? Reading. Reading. Oh, yeah. my God. Reading. Class. Absolutely. <laughs> he was loving it, wasn't yeah. he? We're like... Yeah. I think he did four fist pump things. And I think everyone's like, yeah, you finish on three, mate. You yeah. finish on three, but yeah. he was like, no, I'm having care. a fourth. I'm loving this. <laughs> 2,000 people going absolutely mental every time we did it. And that's just, I mean, if you're a fan... That's what you want. That's that's when you go and you, you go to the away game and you remember those moments, don't you? Because because you've travelled all that way, you've got to go all the way back again, and that just weather. gives it. Yeah, and that, that just gives you that extra bit of you know coming away absolutely delighted. I love it. I used to love it. Southgate used to do it when I was a Middlesbrough fan, going away, um, travelling away from home, and he used to give it the one, two, three as captain <laughs> when he was playing for us, and he used to just love it. He used to be used to get you know the the kind of veins just coming from your neck, just going, come on, yeah, get in yeah. there. It's one of those moments, it was great. But how special is it for Albion fans to have a player like Pereira? Just, mm. just full stop. Yeah. You've got Mateus Pereira on your side, who's just a magician. And then he's the one doing the fist bumps and things like that. Yeah. Doing those. It's just he's so loving special. It, yeah. He's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. Can you, can you hold on to him? 100%. Well, they'd have to go up, wouldn't they? But if they go up, you know, what kind of money are you talking about? Because, like you say, he's, he's already. He's already Eclipse, I would say. I would say he's thirty million quid now, at I, least. I say thirty million pound player. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, who was the last player to move for about thirty million? Can we remember? Who, who moved for thirty million? Yeah, who's been a thirty million pound player recently? Oh right, I think from West Brom. I was thinking, goodness. Oh god, no, yeah. Uh, I can't think of someone who's been moved for thirty million recently. But he has got to be worth that amount, yeah. money, Surely, there's, yeah. You, there's, he has got no weakness to his game. He's got absolutely. If, if we're in he went down 10, a little bit too early, I think, at the weekend. Oh, he, go, he got a little bit, got a little bit petulant. Oh, he makes the most of things. Yeah. Oh but, god. Yeah. So, but, talk Jack Grealish going to go for hundred million. He makes the most of things. He's down. You know, you, you literally say you're all right, and he's down on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he is dramatic Pereira. I mean, he does go down like he's been shot sometimes mm. when he has just been clipped. Mm. But he is the most foul player in the championship, and he is bullied everywhere. Yeah, he course. is given loads of rough treatment, mm. but. As, as you know, you, you target your best players, so of course they're going to they're going to get that. But you've got to take full advantage, and he's he's smart like that as well. But he stood up to it. He's come through it. Mm-hmm. He's still the, he's just so effective every single week. Is I mean his dribbling abilities are ridiculous. His through balls are ridiculous. He battles. His tricks. I mean, I don't know what more he could have. He could definitely play for a top six side, in my opinion. He could get in that Tottenham team, couldn't he? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, look, yeah, just. What a player. Right, I'll go for three for not, and then we'll finish on one hot. Yeah, so I like to, okay, so with three knots. We'll end on a hot. We'll end on a hot. We'll end on, we'll end on a good note. Um, not uh, one of the persons maybe strolled in this in this cracking run, um, or not been not been himself from his early season form is Romain Sawyers. Yeah, 
Mm. Not not quite happening. I think just from reading some of the questions as well that we've got later on, a few people ask about Romain Sawyer, and is he the one who's, who's probably needs to to miss out or, or taking out the firing line? So a bit of a rest, mm. maybe. I think the big thing with Sawyer, is, I, I do think the criticism towards Sawyer is, is a bit harsh, a bit over the top. That said, he isn't influencing games as he was. There's no doubt about that. He, in the first 20 games or so, he was absolutely fantastic. His influence has definitely waned recently. But what I would say is you need a player like that. In your t- he's, he will always benefit the team. He will always benefit the team. The way he is so positive in possession, yeah. the way he always finds an, Al- an Albion shirt, and the way 90, maybe not 90%, but 80% of his passes go forward, mm-hmm. that's so effective. He is, he is Michael Carrick of the Championship, a player that for, Michael Carrick forever was completely undervalued, wasn't he, in yeah. English football? Mm-hmm. And Romain Sawyers is that player. And I think it's that team, it's the cohesiveness of the team, isn't it? It's that team element. You need different types of player. And I think Sawyers gives something to the team even when he's not at his like, dominating best. Yeah. I think maybe his confidence has taken a slight knock. I think that would be fair. Sure. We know how much it means to him to be a West Brom player. He talks about it an awful mm-hmm. lot. He's, he's so grateful to be back. And I've got no doubt about it that he'll read comments on Twitter. And you know, it, I mean, it was hilarious when we were at the Charm game and he was tweeting, can anyone send me a link so I can watch the game? And yeah. he, he is... He's, leave, he's like living and breathing being an Albion player. And it wouldn't surprise me if his confidence has been dented slightly. Um, but the truth is, Albion have options in midfield. Yeah. Gareth Barry is, has got a minor injury at the minute, which is keeping him out. But they've mm-hmm. got Raheem Harper. They've got Chris Brunn. Mm-hmm. But still, every week, Bilic picks Sawyers. Yeah. It's always Sawyers in the team. And I think that tells you a lot. I think Bilic can see that even when he's not at his absolute best, there is still a real merit to having Sawyers in this team. Okay, remain Sawyers. Uh, two of the people um, who are not, uh, we'll go Kyle Bartley. Ah, so really like the guy. Yeah. Really, and really nice guy, Kyle Bartley. Surprisingly nice. Like, like he, I mean, he, he's massive. He's, he's a, big a boy. massive. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying people who are not massive are not nice, <laughs> but like he's like you'd think he'd be really intimidating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As a, as yeah. a, but he isn't at all. He's yeah. like absolutely. He's like. Softly spoken, really. Mm. He's absolutely lovely. Um, See, for me, if you go to the Premier League, he can't be starting. He, he can't be starting in the Premier League next season. He's one me. of the ones for you. Yeah, yeah. and don't get me wrong; he can be still in and around the squad, and I'm sure he will be. But for me, he's not quite Premier League level. Um, saying that, he's had some really good games in the Championship. I thought he was very good at Millwall, actually, in difficult conditions. But last two have been a little bit indifferent. Yeah, he, I mean, look, he's. he's He's almost a man of the moment for the wrong reasons, isn't he, at the minute, with, with his own goals and giving away penalties and stuff. He's had a great season. Um, again, is he having a slight... I think he is having a slight dip in form. He potentially... I think he's given enough over the season, and I think he's still given enough to keep him in the side, although the, the last mistakes are a worry. You can't do it again. So Agazi's breathing down his leg, would you I say? I think Agazi will be breathing down his neck. I think it was a mistake earlier in the season when... Bilic brought in Hagazi for a jai. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was a mistake. I don't think you can play Bartley and Hagazi together, if I'm being honest. I think you need you need a jai's pace. Yeah. So I think Hagazi is a more natural replacement for Bartley, who has had some shaky moments. There's no doubt about it. He's had some really shaky moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is going to... It's going to be fascinating. If Albion do go up, it is going to be fascinating to see 
in, if, if, if he can rise to the challenge, really. Sure. Because there's no doubt about it, he is a very good defender. Mm-hmm. But what is costing him at the minute is his mistakes, isn't it? Of course. Occasionally he gives the ball away a bit cheaply. Occasionally he does what he's done the last kick, stick the ball in his own net yeah. or un, for unknown reasons handle it. Yeah. Um, he desperately, desperately needs to cut out those mistakes to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's his ambition. We've spoke to him about it. He, he, want, he wants to be a top Premier League defender. He started at Arsenal. He genuinely believes he can get back to the top of the game. We'd all love to see him do it, but if he's going to do it, he is going to have to cut out these errors because they've they have been a bit costly recently. Last one, not Matty Phillips, who's had to take a back seat, hasn't he? Recently, can't quite get in that starting lineup, and you know, with Ian Garner coming back as well, you can't really see a see him getting back into that starting lineup sooner rather than later, at least consistently, anyway. No, and he's one. I mean, look, he started the season on fire like mm. everyone. And you know on his day, if Matt Phillips performs on his day, he's as good as anyone in the championship. He really is that good. Um, but I think it was a good six weeks, maybe. Maybe a bit longer, where he was pretty quiet in games. Certainly not performing for 90 minutes. Like, having, maybe having the odd burst, but mm-hmm. not a consistent performer at all. I think in an ideal world, he would have come out of the team a little bit earlier. Um, yeah. But obviously, Albion had to get their January business done. Interestingly, he has been coming off the bench. A bit surprised at how he's been introduced quicker than Grzycki, um yeah. in games. Yeah. Um, which shows he's still very much in Bilic's thought. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think he's... I, I, where his next start's going to come from, I really don't know. Really, really, really don't know. Um, and I would probably expect that to change soon and Grzycki to start coming in a bit earlier. Yeah. Um, FA Cup... FA Cup, yeah, maybe, yeah. Which, the way Bilic has treated the FA Cup, you pretty much know if you're playing that, you are second string, yeah, really. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Which is astonishing, really, when you're in the quarter-final, yeah, potentially. Yeah, 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 one, one, one way away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. mental. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, it might be, it might be, yeah. OK, and we'll finish off with a hot, and, and oh, this is the guy who's really impressed me. Um, you love him. I do, I think he's absolutely you superb. Love I love him too, actually. I think he is absolutely superb. And I think that if they do go up, and when they go up, and it's like, when, um, he's one of the players they've got to sign. In fact, I would make a number one target. Callum Robinson. Make a number one target. Number one target, as in in get the business business done. Callum Robinson is absolute quality. He is quality. Um, Very, very interesting that he's played so many games for Sheffield United this season. He has played in the Premier League regularly this season. Um... But he wanted to come out on loan. He wanted to be starting games. He's really big internationally in terms of Republic of Ireland. He wants to play in these games against Slovakia next month. So that was a big factor in coming out on loan. He has taken to it like a duck to water. He is absolutely loving life. Him, Pereira and Kravinovic are a right little trio. Yeah. I mean... See, I'd, I'd try and sign him before Kravinovic. Well, that would... I'm sure someone's asked about Kravinovic in the questions, so oh, okay. we'll get on to it. Because okay. he is a very, okay, sorry, he's a very interesting case. Sorry. But... I mean, I asked Robinson on Saturday about his little celebrations, his little dancing with yeah. Pereira, and he said he, him and Kravinovic, him, the, three, the three of them are, like, practising these things after training and stuff. I mean, wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall oh, watching brilliant. Yeah. those three practise their dance routines? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Maybe, maybe me and Hatfield can do, can do a, oh, the, the ENS version of one. <laughs> At the end of the season, promotion party. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, they are better footballers than us, and they'll be better dancers than us yeah, as well. Damn right. damn right. Oh, terrible dance I am. Um, me too, mate. Me too. Um, but 
Off the field, he couldn't have settled in any better. On the field, he's been absolutely magnificent. Got his goal, which he thoroughly deserved. Yeah. So it's his directness. Mm. His directness has added so much to the yeah. team. Um, well, he wants the ball as well. He always wants the ball. And I think sometimes someone coming in from a loan spell, okay, well, let these guys, these guys have been here all season. You have it. I'll have it when I'm past two or, you know, I'll, I'll work in. He demands the ball from you. He's got so much confidence. And that front, that front three... Yeah. Fantastic. Everything's one touch with him. Yeah. Him, Robson Carno, Krabinovic, Pereira. And he can and he can finish. As he a lovely finish. finish yeah. It? He'll get more goals, I've got no doubt about it. Um it's interesting, Bilic said that one of the things he's asked he sort of in this positive run, since they've turned around the form, one of the things he's really asked for is players to shoot more. Mm-hmm. So even if it goes over, even if it goes wide, he wants players shooting from 20, 25 yards. Because he says it creates panic. Okay. Even if you don't get on target, it sure. makes the opposition think about it. Yeah. Um, and Robinson just naturally does that. He is he, he will let fly from wherever, basically. Um, you can really see why they wanted him in, in the summer. Fantastic addition. Fantastic addition. And do you know who he reminds me of? Who, Colin Robinson? Yes. Who? Who, who? a seamless link. Are you ready for it? Oh, go on then. You build this seamless link up. He reminds me of a certain Luke Hatfield. What? Callum Robinson is what? like who Luke Hatfield wants to be. Oh, right. Do you know okay. why? Go on. Because Luke Hatfield obviously gives it the big gun about yeah. struggling to come to terms with his love for Albion. Obviously, yeah. he loves them and he is an Albion fan now. Absolutely, and absolutely adores them, but has this facade about Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about the facade. We need to talk about the facade because I want mm. people to know about the facade. Mm. But Callum Robson just embraces it. He's yeah. like, we used to be Villa. Yeah. Now I love Albion. Brilliant. Yeah, get on with it. Yeah, That's absolutely, life. I've yeah. seen the light. Yeah. Everything's absolutely fine. Exactly. He's just, he's just, just embraced it. it. Whereas, like, you can tell in life Luke's embraced it, can't you? Mm. Oh. Oh, God. Ridiculous. Disgustingly. But the fact that he completely denies it on Twitter is, and for on me... And podcast. For me, laughable. But I think he loves the attention of having that, that, that he is in between, a torn in between, that he's a Villa fan, when really every single person knows he's baggy through and through. He's, he's just so... West Bromwich Albion, isn't he? I've given him the option before. Um, Luke works on digital... Um, alongside me. I've been meaning to get this story in and I keep forgetting to do it, so I'm glad you're going to do it. I know what story you're going to tell. I know oh, maybe not. No, no, no. I'm just saying that I've given him the option many times. Um, obviously, I cover Wolves, the majority of Wolves, and if, if Albion or Walsall or Shrews, oh, <laughs> falling between, then I can do them as well. Um, but as a Villa fan and Villa in the Premier League, he was, you know, he's obviously should be excited. He should be, you know, oh, brilliant. We get to cover them this year, which we do. So every week I give him the option of covering... Aston Villa or West Brom. Fourteen times there's been a game this season where Albion and West Brom have been playing. Uh, Fourteen. And 14 Albion, and Aston, Al- Albion and Aston Villa have been playing at the same time. I've said, Luke, you know, we cover them. Um, which game do you want to do? Fourteen times <laughs> he has chosen West Brom. So rather than going to his boyhood club, in, in inverted commas, the, the, the club that he loves and adores, he sacked them off. He gets, to, gets paid to go and watch the team that he loves but he'd rather go to the baggies. For me, that says absolutely everything. Well, I want to know if there's any Albion listeners who would ever choose that. In- You've got the option to go to out, work at Albion or yeah. work at Villa. Yeah. Why would you ever choose Villa? It's, I mean, if you're an Albion fan. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't, would you? No. 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 And they're playing Premier League football as well compared to Championship, which is fine. But for the glamour, and you say he likes the glamour, no, I want to be in the Championship. I want, I, I'm with these boys. I'm with Massey. I'm with the baggies. I'm here. I'm here for the... I mean, I, so think, I think I think when they go up, he'll start tearing up. I think it'll be an emotional day for him, to be fair. <laughs> I don't want people... I genuinely want people... This is the beauty of Luke being away. Mm. 
Because I worry sometimes that when people listen to the podcast, they actually believe what's coming out of his... They don't see his facial reactions. Yeah. When he's trying to give it the big end, saying, oh, no, I'm still Villa, I'm still yeah. Villa. We see him day in, day out. One million percent, yeah. But he loves it. He, he, he loves he loves that, that angle that we're going at. But really, he's absolutely 1,000% bought in. What, there's not even a question. It's there's not, not a question. There's not even a question. It's not a question. There's not even a question. It just frustrates me that he won't follow the Callum Robinson path and just embrace it. He's oh. got to embrace it. He's just got to embrace it, it. Just, just go on camera one day, quick piece to camera, go in the studio. I used to be an Aston Villa fan. <laughs> I'm not now. I'm Luke Hatfield. I love the bag. I'm a bag. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm a boing boing and they start just bouncing up and down. Yeah, he needs to do it. So I've written, I've written a few things down from um, for, for Luke Hatfield about why he loves the baggies because. So, so I'll ask you. So Luke okay. Hatfield loves the baggies because. Because I've seen him jump up more than one occasion in the press box when Albina scored. Now, you've got to stay neutral in the press box. I've seen him jump up more than one occasion. That's, for me, really poetic, but you can just tell when he's up there. Cle- fist, fist clenched. It's just astonishing. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah. Luke Hatfield loves the baggies because... Because his screensaver, and I promise you that this is 1,000% true, his screensaver on his computer that he's left behind is Hal robson Carno. Is that actually true? One thing, go, go and see go and see it in a minute. It's unbelievable. That can't actually be true. Yeah, mate, go and see it. It's, it's astonishing. I can't wait to go and see it. About, about three weeks. He's had that for about three weeks. He's had that for three weeks. So that's number two. Carl more than me. Yeah, exactly. So Luke Hatfield loves the baggies because? Because he only writes now in blue ink in Biro. <laughs> he doesn't write in black, red. Oh, if there was a, if there was a gold, no, he'd snap it in half. Only writes in blue ink. Loves the baggies. Loves the baggies because? Loves the baggies because um, with his dinner, and he brings his dinner lovely packed. I'm sure there's a big food thing going on in this podcast from when I've listened to it. Uh, brings his chicken in every day, but he also brings in, and people used to enjoy this thing back in the day. Luke's just turned 30, still has them. The potato alphabets, you know? Do you remember these <laughs> potato alphabets? But Luke uh, gets these alphabets or gets his missus to buy the alphabets and he'll only eat W, B and A letters. There you go. W, B and A letters. Incredible. He loves the baggies. He loves the baggies. You got one more? Yeah, I've got two more actually. Oh, why does Luke Hatfield love the baggies? Um, I wrote one. <laughs> he loves the baggies um, because uh, this Saturday that's just gone by, um, him and his 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 fiance. Oh, it's not fiance. It's girlfriend, but probably fiance soon. Yeah, he's he out. Yeah, ten it. years. What's he doing, man? Again, this is probably being covered. Anyway, <laughs> his lovely lovely girlfriend booked, booked a temple tour, um, which is beautiful in uh, in in Thailand to go around and. Um, they had, I think it was £25 a ticket, individual tour, privately owned. Um, I think it was a six-hour tour, six or seven-hour tour, but fantastic. Once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. He sacked it off, took her to a go-go bar in Bangkok so he could watch, because <laughs> they was playing Baggies Forest to watch the last 60 minutes of the Forest game. He loves the Baggies. He loves the Baggies. loves the Baggies. Last one. Last one. Luke Hatfield. He loves the Baggies. loves the Baggies because yes. he's already listened to this podcast. <laughs> He's already listened to it. Haven't put it out yet. He's already listened to this podcast. Right, um, before we get on to questions, and there is a lot of them, um, like I say, I, I, I'm, I'm running tings, as they say today. I'm thoroughly enjoying it with Mr. Massey. I'm going to put a competition out there. I'm going to put a competition oh, okay. out there. I think you'll enjoy this competition, okay? okay? Um, not, there's no signed shirts here. There's no pencil. There's no biros. There's, there's, there's no crappy presents. I'm going to give... A lucky winner, and it's got to be one person. Well, it's two tickets. I'm going to give them two tickets for an executive experience at the in the Richardson Suite. Two tickets in the Richardson Suite 
executive corporate hospitality for the crunch clash. Wolves. Wolves. What? West Brom. wants to win that, mate. West Brom. Jesus. West Brom against Preston North End. You can give away the Wolves tickets. <laughs> you can give away the Wolves tickets. Um, two tickets, West Brom against Preston in the Richardson Suite. So, you get, this is two tickets here, uh, VIP behind the scenes feel to a match day at the Hawthorns. You get inclusive of your, of your prize. Three course pre-match meal. Lovely. Half-time tea, coffee and savory snack. Full-time refreshments. Cash bar service. Personalised central padded executive level two seating in the East Stand, and a pre and post match question and a Q and A with an Albion legend and a match day program. Ah, oh, quality! All you need to do is to well one thing: retweet this podcast that you put out. You yeah. put it out. Just retweet it. If I put it out, retweet it. If you retweet both of us for two separate posts, you get two entries. Simple as that. The lucky winner I will announce before the Bristol City game, and they only need to do one thing. Okay, one thing. You're going to pick the first goal scorer of West Brom against Bristol City. Yeah. If it comes in, which, great chance, yeah, great chance. Two tickets. Just the first goal scorer. That's it. That's it. There's no three or four conundrums here. There's no three or four, you've got to do this, got to do that. The first goal scorer, West Brom against Bristol City. You you name them now. Callum Robinson. I think he's going to go on a run. Callum Robinson. So, if you're the lucky winner, like I say, we'll notify you. Um, Callum Robinson scores the opening goal against Bristol City, then you are going to Preston with an executive, beautiful experience. You and you and a friend, husband, wife, girlfriend, whoever you want to be, really mistress, are. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Prize, yeah. So just make sure you retweet myself or Joe and enter into the competition. We shall announce the winner pretty soon. Right, questions, questions, questions. Okay, so many questions. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Goodness me, there are a lot here. How many did you get through normally? And we always answer them all. Oh, no, we don't. Don't, we don't, don't. give me that. Um, well, how long have we got? How long have we been recording for? Um, let's have a look. 25, 35, 40. We've got 20 minutes here. Let's do 20 minutes. We've got 20 minutes. Then. Really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't worry about Bristol State preview. Okay. I don't know okay. a lot about them yet. It's only Monday. Okay. <laughs> uh, Baz Forrest, question. Pereira, in my opinion, needs to be central behind uh, Robson Carnu or whoever. More of a goal threat and drawing fouls in more dangerous areas. Second half, he looked frustrated hugging the touchline when he desperately wants to get involved. Discuss. Discuss. So I disagree, unfortunately. Okay, I'm sorry, um, Baz. Sorry, Baz. Um, uh, the reason why I disagree is, look, there's no doubt about what he's saying in terms of, is, is Pereira a number 10? Yes, he is. Is that his best position? Of course it is. However... We're not in the business of getting Mateus Pereira to the Premier League. We're in the business of getting West Bromwich Albion to the Premier League. I like that line. Do you like that? I like, like that, that line. And the reality is that, as I've said, in, I've said in this podcast a few times, I think the team needed refreshing in terms of the system being played. Now, it, it turns out that that is what Bilic has done. He's gone 4-3-3. We've seen a rejuvenation of Kravinovic. Obviously, the system really, really, really suits Callum Robinson and Pereira because, essentially, Albion are playing a very, very narrow 4-3-3. Yeah. Robinson and Pereira have got responsibilities out wide, but with no number 10 in the team, they've got the licence, basically, to both cut inside and, and, and find that space in there. So I just think in football this day and age, your opposition, you're scouted to high heaven. Everyone knows your strengths and weaknesses. And I think Albion became a little bit predictable, a mm -hmm. little bit stale. Everyone knew where everyone was going to play. I mean, and I just think it needed a shift. 
And I think having Pereira on the right, cutting inside, is just giving opposing teams something different to think about. Sure. Um, and it's good for him. He's got a, he's, he's got he's got a rise to that. Um, It'll be another string to his bow. I mean, he played on the right, I think, in the Bundesliga, but it'd be good for him to just adapt to that position so he can play there long term, which obviously he can anyway. I'm talking rubbish there. But I don't, for me, that's the big thing. It, we can't go back to just getting Pereira in the number 10 role just because he's such a brilliant number 10. Mm -hmm. It's got to be about the team as a collective. And look, the truth is, in the last three games, Albion have been absolutely sensational. Brilliant at Millwall. Brilliant at Reading, mm -hmm. brilliant at Nottingham Forest. Of course. Okay, didn't get the win. Forest had one shot on target. Wow. Um, they were absolutely brilliant in all three games. As it stands at the moment, the balance of the team is spot on, and that is with Pereira on the right. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you have to carry on like this for a while. Good answer. Gonna have to be shorter if we're gonna answer some of these questions no, though. Sorry, I like no, it. No, no, it's good, it's good. Um GWBA says, local baggies fan. After being given the chance in the last few games to be part of the first team, do you think at Nathan Judah has done enough to keep his place in the matchday squad once El Hatfield star returns? Well, it's so much right. I don't know if I was going to get this in because we're running out of time, but can we say what you did on Wednesday? What's, how, how can you make that link well, to that? I'm going to make the link. Um, so I'm a couple of pounds lighter. This pounds is a lighter. true story, people. But you did something on Wednesday that I would say not... I would take hazard a guess yeah. that... Maybe one ninety-nine percent of blokes on this pod listening to this podcast have not done. Okay. Which was? What did you do? Um, I did some colonic hydrotherapy. You went for a clonic irrigation. I did. Yes. That's, this, we are not making this up. No, no. You genuinely went and had yes. that done. Yeah. Well, I've been discussing it for a while with the misses, and um, you know, we've we've kind of thought, oh, I'm gonna be interesting to see what actually happened in there because apparently it's crazy. So one day we're like, oh, there's one quite close by. Shall we go? Yeah, it was, it was it was interesting. So you've had a week on Albion. Yeah. And the clonic irrigation. And the clonic irrigation. I tell you what. Do you think there's a, a link there that you're just trying to clear all the... Oh, maybe. Oh, I love it, love it, love it. Get rid of those. You know that <laughs> lot up the road. I don't even want to say the name. But you've just had a lot. You just want to get rid of it all, don't you? you no one do you want to talk about all. that. I like that. I like, like that. that? I tell, I tell you what, there's some terrible things that came out of my <laughs> bowels. Oh, goodness me. I mean, if anyone's ever had it done, I mean, I think I'm pleased I had it done, but obviously no one likes a tube up the bum, do they? <laughs> at the best of times, you know. No. At the worst of times. And uh, yeah, so it was kind of like going to, going to kind of like happy baby pose, whoop, straight oh, up no, there. I can't even imagine And that. then you start to get some warm water that's kind of pushed through. And then she has these calipers on, on, on it. So basically, she, she snips these calipers on this, on this warm water tube so it keeps on going. And um, th there's, no, there's no way of release until you almost feel like you need to go to the bathroom. And then you say, stop! And then she releases it, and it just goes... Yeah, that's And you mental. see it. Oh, it's crazy. Honestly, some of the stuff that came out of there, astonishing. I'd recommend it, though. The only thing that can make me have one would be covering walls for about three years. Yeah. So I can there see where you're going right There's plenty in there, mate. <laughs> oh, I like you're that. that. Well, I thought you were going to be worried about that. Oh, no, mate, love Based it. on all your followers. Oh, I don't care, mate. I don't oh, care. Good, it's all good. good. I've said a lot worse things in, on, on, on Tinternet. Um, right. So he deserves it, really. If he's willing to go through those lengths to... Um, yeah, like, just, just for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, right. A lot of people are saying, you know, how, how good's Robinson, but we've kind of waxed lyrical about it, haven't we? Um, da -da -da. Ross Wood, can you comment on the rumour that Luke Hatfield stars fled the country to avoid buying office cakes on his birthday probably I think so he's pretty tight when it comes to that um, 
Duds at Adam Hingley is um, HRK, the ultimate Marmite footballer. I think he's been excellent. Friends of mine thinks he think he's awful. What does the guy have to do? Oh, he's been great, hasn't he? He's been absolutely awesome. I don't understand that. I just genuinely, I think... I, I think people from from outside of the club almost look at Robson Kano as a, almost like mocking him. So that they, you know, oh my God, how Robson Kano's still up front. But when you see him close up, the touch he's got for a big guy is amazing. He's, he's so silky. Yeah. I think I'm coming at it. I think it's interesting me talking about Robson Kano in a sense that I'm coming at it from only this season. Mm. Like I haven't seen how Robson Kano play in the flesh properly for years. Do you know what I mean? I haven't watched. I haven't watched, been watching Albion games. People so. look at him and say, oh, "Why is he playing?" But you got you got Gareth Bale playing and Hal Robson Kano. What, what the hell is going on? That's what you think, don't you? If you don't know what and you haven't seen him play. Yeah, true. Yeah, mm. but I think obviously he is tarnished by the past with a lot of Albion fans. I think they can't shake that off. Mm. But obviously I've, I'm not tarnished by it at all because I didn't see it. So, I mean, I say it all the time. I've never not watched how Robson Carnival and not be a world beater. Yeah. I mean, he's absolute quality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if he is a Marmite footballer, I mean, I, like, I love Marmite and I absolutely love him. I think he's just... I think it, Albion is such a better team when he's in it that the whole dynamic of the team shifts. He's, he's just a brilliant player. A brilliant, brilliant player. As, as a nine or a ten. Mm. Um... I think, yeah, I mean, I, I love him. I, got, I can't sing his praise enough. At Pat Jarvis 87, what do you make of Forrest's official Twitter account's reaction to the game on Saturday? Just a bit embarrassing, really. Yeah, what are they doing? Just calm down a little bit. I don't know why they were going so OTT. I mean, you're not going up automatically anyway. Just settle for a playoff spot and just be, be done with it. Yeah, yeah What are you true, doing? Yeah. yeah, very odd, really. Well, I mean, they battered them. Look at the stats. I've been absolutely yeah. battered them. There's no... You cannot tell me... It's like Billich said to the radios afterwards, he gave a really good quote, he said if it was, if that was a basketball game, yeah. Albion win by 10, 15 points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And anyone with any footballing brain can see that. Yeah. It's a travesty the game ended 2-2. Travesty. So Forrest should be thanking the lucky stars. They're Damn so right. fortunate to have that point. Yeah. Don't give it the big one on Twitter about refereeing decisions and all this. Pathetic. Like that, they? they were outclassed. Pathetic. Um, I think it was... Very, very odd. That's why they'll stay in the championship this season. James Duffy just simply says Martin Olsen. He's not there anymore. Not no. on trial, no. Not, he's not going to be All gone. All gone. All gone. Okay. Um, Mike Griffiths, what happens to Nathan Ferguson? Does he train with the first team till the end of the season? Also, why does Slav like Furlong? Brought him in, keeps putting young kids out at, uh, at right back. Seems odd to buy him, then not play him. So Ferguson, who knows? Look, we know he's had surgery. Um, to be honest, the... I mean, obviously, it's not a bless- the, the, the knee injury is what collapsed his move to Palace in the first place. But the fact that he is now having this surgery, he's not going to be. He's going to be with the physios. He's going to be in the rehab team, which, to be honest, is a massive blessing, really, because would Billich want him even training with the first team? Don't any bad sure. eggs in this, in this squad. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think he's a bad egg. But but everything that goes around him. Yeah, obviously, the situation is. Is, a, is just an absolute shambles. Um, and he's got to take his fair share of responsibility for that. But, yeah, I mean, he'll be, from the next month, couple of months, he will be in in rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, let's be honest, the season's going to end, isn't it? Everyone's going to go yeah. off on their holidays. Yeah. And so uh, even if he is... I think if he, if he is at a stage where he can train with the first team, he probably will in a month or two time, mm-hmm. simply because... Albion won't want to be in a position where if they have an absolutely horrendous injury run, yeah. if suddenly, I don't know, Dar Roche gets injured, um, 
uh, Darnell Furlong gets injured and say Lee Paltier gets injured and suddenly they've got no one who can play at right back. Yeah, yeah. They might as well have an up to speed Nathan Ferguson there. Of course. Um, but look, he really isn't going to be involved unless he has to be. It's going to be extreme circumstances for Nathan Ferguson to play again. Paul Garbutt, uh, we've discussed this actually more than one occasion, would have fit Grady Dean Garner back into the starting 11 and if so, who would be dropped? So, if he was a fit Grady Dean Garner, I think he does come back in. Okay. Um, just because I think he is that good a player. So who goes then? Don't you dare. What? Don't say, don't say my man. I think Robinson might go up top and Dean Garner come in on the left. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Har Robson Carno dropping out, which okay. would be, after everything I've just said, it's a bit ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. but maybe, maybe. Um, or maybe you go back to 4 2 3 1, mm. um, and then you bring Pereira in on one side. I mean, look, the ultimate three, if you're playing 4 2 3 1, the ultimate three would be Dean Garner, Pereira, Robinson. Mm. I mean, come on. Ugh. That would be ridiculous, uh, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they weren't that nice, but they uh, would be very good. Um, but yeah, I, I think... You, I still think Dean Garner's... Yeah, I still think he comes in. Okay. It's, still, it's tough, though, but okay. I mean, my God, what a... What Amazing a, that we've been discussing a, this yeah, after, after the impact it. that he's had to say that he might not even get back in when he's when, when he's ready to go it is, is what, a testament to, to the players that, that, have, yeah. that are playing at the moment. Absolutely incredible. Timo Toom says, um, if, and it's a big if, Albion get promoted, which players in our squad at the moment could you see being good enough to start, right, to start in the Premier question. League? Yeah. So controversial. So go from back to front then. I think Sam Johnson deserves a shot. Okay. I really, really do think okay. he deserves a shot. Um, I've always said this, and I, I think the biggest thing with football is you never know who can step up. Mm -hmm. every, every, they say every signing's a, a risk. Whenever you sign a player, it's a risk. So yeah. you look in the lower leagues or whatever, you sign a player from League Two to League One, you mm -hmm. don't know if he's going to make it. And yeah. Managers make mistakes, and it's it's so up to the player um, to prove that they are good enough and. You just don't know until they get the opportunity. So I think it's really, really hard to say. But I think as if you were just your best guesstimate, really, isn't it? Yeah. I would say, I think Sam Johnston deserves a go. I think Darnell Furlong could do all right at the Premier League. Okay. Maybe it's like a, competing with another right back. They, don't, they obviously need another right back. Yeah. Categorically, mm -hmm. they need a right back. Dar O'Shea, probably long-term centre-back. I'd like to see two centre-backs signed. If Bart... And then to compete with maybe um, Bartley and Ajay. I think Ajay has definitely, definitely, definitely got the tools to be ready for the Premier League. I think he's had a few wobbles recently, but on top form he'd be good enough. But he he would have to stay on top form. So you, I think you need there's a few ifs and buts here, mate. There's there's maybe and yes. Yeah, I need I need now good enough to start in the Premier League. Premier League, you got Premier League again this weekend. All right, who's, okay. who's, who's All good right, enough? Okay. So I'm going Johnston. If you're going to stay up in the Premier League. Johnson, Furlong, Ajay, okay. Gibbs, Livermore. Gibbs, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's fit. So injury prone. Yeah, no, but when he's fit, mate, so he's a good player. Prone. Okay. I think Livermore, Sawyers, Pereira. Need a striker. Okay. So you're thinking maybe seven, seven starters. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Seven starters need to get in four. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, JP Genius, how many more points would seal automatic promotion for Albion? 
Oh, I don't know. I haven't really looked into the point. Well, should we? we There's probably a good article to look down and look at maybe one for, for next week, and then we'll be doing the potty again next week. Oh, yeah, I've if, got if, you next week, haven't I? If, um, if, if invited. So uh, maybe we could look at that for next week. Yeah. Um, uh, Sunil Patel says, as other teams appear to be failing to put a run together based on the run in, who do you see as the biggest threat to us and Leeds for top two? I think Albion are going up for two reasons. One, I genuinely believe they're the best team in the division. They are. But, uh, they are, aren't they? And two, I don't think anyone's good enough to challenge them. Okay. And I think that's absolutely massive, really. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't think anyone else is going to put a run together. Maybe Leeds could put that run together. But even then, well, worst, case anyone, scenario, yeah, worst case scenario. So, Would you... I don't know. I, I think there's so little between Fulham, Brentford, Forest. I mean, it looked like Fulham were on a charge and they got tonked mm. by Barnsley. Mm. Are you bothered about winning it? Or just bother- oh, just top two? Like, if I give you second now, I'm wa- you're walking out of this office now, second, they finished second, they're up. So, so I take it, obviously, but do you know what? I'm getting more bothered about winning it. Okay. In every other week, I've been just been like, oh, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Um, just got to get up. Yeah. But now I genuinely believe they are the best team in the division by, yeah. by, by quite a distance, really. But I, I do think they are much better than Leeds. I think they deserve to win it. I, th- I tell you what I think you wouldn't take now. I'm just saying, this is guaranteed. Remember, this is guaranteed. If I gave you now, leaving this office now, they finish third. No chance. Okay, I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> they finish third and they go up, they go up, win the playoffs and they're up. So you leave this office now, they're in the Premier League next year or nothing. You're still not taking it. That's a great question. Yeah. So that that's it. You so you got you promote you promote to the Premier League, but it's third and they're through the playoffs. But you're up. You're up. Guaranteed to be up. Yeah. But you're giving choice. away first or second. Good yeah, choice. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you're coming off, didn't you, too early there? Yeah, I did, yeah. You gotta say yes or no, what do you reckon? I'm giving you third and, and win through the playoffs. I don't think you take it. Okay, I know, it? I know, it is bizarre. Yeah. It is bizarre. Maybe I'll put that as a poll for next week. Because it is quite crazy, isn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. That you look at it and you look how well they're playing, and then you think, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm of the same thinking of you that I think, I think they'll win the division. But at the same time, when you're given, when you're given guaranteed promotion, even though you've got to take it, you know, yeah, yeah. you're going to have to have a dis- the disappointment of, of going down to third, but then the euphoria of winning a playoff final. Bizarre, really. I'd love to know what people think on that. Reply, mm. reply with your thoughts on that. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry, it just came to me. I thought Good it was interesting. Question. Good yeah. question. Thank you. Thank you. Got a uh, it's going to have to have a game. <laughs> Let's have a look. Um, what's the worst... Worst referee performance you have seen, says Antonio G. Is, would you say? Would you say Saturday's up there? Oh, I saw some shockers in League One and League Two. Did you? Like really, really bad. Literally, like not fit for purpose. How how have they got a job? Yeah, but nothing will be as bad as Matt Donahue's at the Hawthorns earlier this season when he um, for that was it really for bad that penalty against the Jai. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely awful. That was when he sent off Grady Dean Garner. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the truth is, you can't do it, but. He that that affected him so badly. Mm. He'd gone. He'd he'd mentally gone. Yeah. He knew he'd made a massive mistake, and he could not regroup. And mm-hmm. there was still thirty odd minutes of the game to go. I mean, he really, in high, he really should have had a word with his fourth official and said, "I'm I need to, I need to be subbed. You know, I'm yeah. struggling here. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. As yeah. of this moment in time, I'm not fit for purpose. Of course. Um, but obviously, you can't do that. And he. I mean, it, there was an absolute series of bad decisions after that, and then obviously culminating in the Ajay one, which cost Albion points. Mm-hmm. Keith Stroud on Saturday, not good again. No, that's very generous. Um, not good again. I've, I've talked. I used to talk about this a lot on the Walsall podcast. The standard of officiating is across all leagues. 
you can really see a difference when you get to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You can the, the officials do get better there, and that's what really, really I struggle with. There's got to be. It can't just be that in this ten games in the Premier League every weekend. Yeah. It can't just be that there's ten good referees in this country. Of course. Of course. There's got to be a way of making better referees. Yeah. There's got to be. Um, I wish I was a referee, by the way. I wish back in the day, like when I was twenty or twenty-five, you probably, if you know the bit of football and you're good enough and, you, and you're strong enough personality, I feel that if you're twenty years old and you start doing referee courses, that you'd probably be at least refereeing league football now, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you probably could. But I'd hate the job. Oh, would you? I'd love it. Oh no. No. No, you... I used to love sending people off and I used to do it for uni. Love it. I used to ref at uni. Did you? Yeah, in five-a-side leagues and stuff. No, 11 aside on a Saturday. Oh, right, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Liverpool University stuff, like, I used to love it. I was chunky then, I was like 20 stone, <laughs> so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't play. So I was, I was there, you, uh-uh, and then get the card out, on your way, son, on your way. The slightest tug in the box. Penalty, I'm giving it. The amount of penalties I gave, knowing that I really want to even things up, oh, astonishing. Corrupt. Should work for your wafer. So like you use that to get rid of a lot of like inbuilt like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I rewarded myself with a chicken chow man afterwards. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan at Ryan P. Glasgow, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you miss Hatfield? I do miss him. Yeah. I do you miss do. him you in do. his little like baggy's ways. Yeah. And like Yeah, because he used to run through and he used to be fair yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll, he'll be back soon, peeps. He'll be back soon. We love you, though. Half the people listening, uh, you can yeah. say that. Half the people listening going, Jesus Christ, get this get this dingle off. <laughs> Amrit Duggle says, um, three things, three points. Good points. Sign Krivinovic, question mark. Yes, in my opinion. Sign Robinson on a perm, says a uh, question mark. Not, not a perm, perm. Um, and uh, three, if West Ham get relegated, bid £20 million for Dean Garner. Um, one, two, and three. Let's go for one then. Krivinovic, sign him. So two weeks ago, if you asked me, I'd said no. Mm-hmm. Now I say get him in. Mm-hmm. Get him in at all costs. He's been absolutely brilliant. I think he'll probably, I think, like Sawyer's, I think you can make a case that he'd be better in the Prem. Yeah. Um, I think we saw that at West Ham against Premier League opposition. He was very, very good. Um, don't know how much he'll cost. Not even sure if Albion can buy him. Um, said before that he... It's very, very rare in this day and age, however, it's also happened with Robinson, that a loan move doesn't include an option to buy. Yeah. But there is no option with Karinovic. Of course. Um, that is largely because he, he had a serious injury and he's expected to go back to Portugal and play. He's come to Albion, really, to help him get fit. Mm-hmm. But I think with any player that ever goes out on loan, there's always a chance you can buy them because if they were so, so integral to their clubs, they wouldn't have ever let them out. Yeah. Um, so be fascinating to see how much he'd cost. So I think everyone would want to know the fee. Mm-hmm. I definitely, definitely want to know the fee. But if you're talking, look, Pereira they've bought for eight million quid. Sure. Well, nine million quid. Seven. Yeah, Six? but people will see people will see Albion going up, and they'll use that, won't they? In the way that the way that it works, and they'll be bumping it up. And also, yeah. other people have seen him as well. Saying that, you know, I think if you're talking about Pereira, let's say Pereira was in Grunovich's position, then. It's massive money, isn't it, basically? Yeah, yeah. So I think you might get away with that. So I'd sign him for that around... If it's less than £8 million, I'd sign him. Robinson? Oh, my God, I'd sign him. I wonder how much he would be, do you think? I think they paid... Was it £15 million Sheffield United have paid for him? They're probably going to want their money back, aren't they? Saying that, could we play Champions League football next season? Sheffield United, incredibly. Yeah, Astonishing, amazing. really. Um, and um, £20 million for Dean Garner. Would you bid for £20 million? Pounds? A lot of money, £20 million, so, going up. Albion have got absolutely no chance of buying Dean Garner no. if West Ham are relegated next season. Okay. Because they, they'll, they'll need him. Yeah, of course, yeah. They've got more chance that. if he stay up. They've got more chance if he stays up, yeah. 
And if I do stay up, there's every chance I could get him on loan again next mm-hmm. year because I think West Ham may, may be like him to play Premier League football on loan. But to me, he should be staying there and playing for them because he's. Be- I think personally, think he's better than a lot of what they got. Uh, Tom WBA, mm-hmm. do you think Soyuz will be dropped soon following an underwhelming performances? I still don't think. It, no, I don't. Like I said earlier, I think he's offering a little bit more than perhaps people realise. Um, but yeah, there's no doubt he isn't dominating games like Look who's just popped up on my phone. Luke Hatfield. Literally cannot wait to listen to this. <laughs> he's actually what he said. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yes. Oh, he's, he's so boring. He's got surrounded by beauty and natural, natural, stunning beauty. And all you can think about is the Baggies podcast. It just shows. Is it even contributes to this even when he's not on it? It's his 30th birthday. 30th birthday. He is in Thailand. Yeah. And he is messaging in. Because he's missing this podcast. Because so he wants much. to download on iTunes one hour and twenty minutes of ramblings we about baggage. Couldn't even baggage. make that up. That's unbelievable. Great that timing. Great timing. Superb timing. We're not not making literally not making that up. You can say no, that. No, 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 no. Literally going from right. So natural, isn't it? Is 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 baggy? It just all works. I know. I know. It just clicks. I know. He's just had that sense, hasn't he? I mean, deep down, by the way, he's absolutely devastated at missing this and to present this. Do you think? Oh, God, come on. You're joking, aren't you? If he hadn't gone on holiday with his missus, yeah. he'd have been willing to do the podcast, wouldn't he? I think so. I mean, I've done it. And uh, to be fair, it didn't go down particularly well. I brought it to America. I brought it to Hawaii with me and did a, pod- a Wolves podcast from Hawaii. And I did one um, in Orlando when I was doing the Disney Marathon, a Wolves one. And did again, the, the missus wasn't very happy and probably nearly divorced me. So, um, but it is. Yeah, I think I think it's got to that stage now. We have to bring you got you got to bring the um, bring the blue yeti with you and, and do it. He'd have definitely done it if it wasn't for his missus. Thousand percent. His missus was giving him grief, and, but he would have done that. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Alex, he loves the baggies. Uh, Alex Demski, do you think Rizicki is pushing for a star? He looked good when he came off the bench in the last few games. He looked very very good. I, I like think. him. Yeah. I like him. Eight hundred k. What a sign! Unbelievable. Um, so can I say I love that about Luke Dowling, by the way. Mm. When we had a meeting with him a couple of weeks ago talking about the signings and that, and he went, Yeah, we signed Chris Okay, 800 k Do you know what I mean? There yeah. it was. Yeah. Not like, oh mate, undisclosed. Do you know what I mean? All this yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Like, 800K. Well, he's probably delighted to get it for that kind oh, of thing. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an absolute snip, isn't yeah. it? He's definitely pushing for a start, and we know Bilic is an absolutely huge admirer. We know Bilic wanted him when he was at Locomotive Moscow. Mm. So look, of course he's in contention, but where do you change this team at the minute? You just can't, can you? You can't, mm. you can't, you can't take Pereira off the right. You can't take Robinson off the left. Mm. But um, I think Grzycki will have a big part to play. But it's going to depend on other players at the minute. He is, for me, he's third in line on the wing. Mm. Um, yeah, he's happy to say Andrew Grand. I, I wish they said undisclosed Oliver Burke. Jesus, couldn't have talked about Oliver Burke actually. Oh, that's, I did well. that's a story from another. Point. Another one. Should we say that for next? For Monday? Yeah. Next Monday? Oh, yeah. Next Monday. Uh, Our other Albion fans like me, says Tom Carton, want us to win the league, but don't want us to have to play in the Premier League. My son has loved the last two seasons way more than when we struggled week in, week out in the Premier League. So that's a bit like me, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, So... I do want to go up, but I want Albion to have the money, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, and you get your bonus as well for going up, don't you? Oh, yeah, massive. Huge. Yeah, yeah, oh, huge, yeah. Um, absolutely, yeah, ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but um, I kind of want to go up because, uh, obviously, I haven't worked in the Premier League, yeah. and it would be nice to go to Anfield and mm. Old Trafford mm. and whatever Tottenham Stadium's called now. And what, like, it's not, not named yet, I think. Is it not? London Stadium is what well, That's West Ham. Oh, yes, it's not. It hasn't uh, been named yet now. 
So I would, obviously, for a Most salvage point... Carry on. Um, for a salvage point of view. Mm. But I get exactly that. I love the championship, and I am... But for food-related chat on this podcast, Premier League is different levels. There, there's 15 minutes a show. Well, that's Luke Hatfield all over, exactly. isn't it? All he cares about is food, mm. really. Like, but I am, in life, a bit bored with the Premier League, okay. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know what to say really. Look, what's going to happen in the Premier League? Who's going to be first and second in the Premier League next season? Man City and Liverpool, mm. let's be honest. Mm. Who's going to be third, fourth, fifth? Chelsea. Mm. Man United maybe, Arsenal. Oh! Uh, well, yeah. yeah. Um, fair play Sheffield United, they're making it yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. The battle at the bottom is quite interesting. But it's few and far between though, isn't it? But there's not a lot to No, there's not, you're right. There's not, it's not like the Championship where you genuinely... Don't know what's going to happen each week. Do you go back and watch Match of the Day and look forward to it every single Saturday night? Because I don't think I've, I can't remember the last time I watched Match of the Day, to be honest. See, I used to be religious for Match of the Day. I used so, to always dodge the scores. Mm. For, I mean, like for five years, yeah. I never find out the scores yeah. on a Saturday. Loved Get there at ten thirty, watch it. But not anymore. No, no, same. I am a big EFL fan. I've got to be honest. I love yeah. the Championship. I love League One. I love League Two. So I, don't, I totally get where anyone's coming from with that. I really, really do. But. Got to, got to grow up and got to give it a damn good go. And this is getting well carried away. Yeah. But could they even do a Sheffield United? Oh! It could though, couldn't they? Joe Massey! It's like not beyond the realms of possibility, is it? No, but you take 17th. No, you take, obviously, that's what I'm saying. You take 17th, yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? 5 1 against the Wolves. Oh, imagine. I'd be unbearable. Oh, can you imagine? i tell you one thing that would definitely happen next season is for the Wolves v West Brom games, there's no way I can do both. We'll have to, me, you, Luke, and Joe Edwards, who's the Wolves correspondent, I'll have to be all four of us at both games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you couldn't Kicking do Kicking off to a West Brom angle and a Wolves angle. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine the fireworks? If Albion win, I'll be going mental. Oh, buzzing, you'll be buzzing, yeah. And if Albion lose, I'll be so angry. <laughs> Yeah, you need you couldn't yeah, you couldn't go from you couldn't, you couldn't go from one to the other. No, no chance. Yeah, you couldn't, yeah. No chance. Okay. Uh, last couple of questions um coming in. Let's have a look. Ba, 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 ba. We've kind of talked a few about, about the squad and who's gonna remain next season. Um Jack Rowley, let's talk the fullback situation. Gibbs and where he is fitness wise. Should Furlong come back into the side for Dara O'Shea? Does Bali need a break? Couple of big mistakes in the last two games. Um, fullback situation I was going to say actually it only dawned on me when you were doing your hots or not we could have put Connor Townsend in the hots mm, yes we could yeah because he's another who's coming for a lot of criticism mm. um, but he's been excellent the last couple of weeks really 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 good um, really pleased for him because he's a smashing lad I think he's been excellent so no I don't think you take him out I, do you take him out for Gibbs that's a very very tough one I think he's done really well you know yeah, I think Gibbs is exceptional, really, at this okay. level when, okay. when he is fit. But Townsend, I think I'd probably just stick with Townsend now. Mm-hmm. for Just for all of the... The fact that he's playing at that level and the fact that he always has to make way. Yeah. Always has to make way. So for his own morale, really, yeah. I think he's he's pretty much done everything you can ask of him. So, mm-hmm. if Gibbs, so Gibbs could be available for the weekend. I don't know. I need to mm-hmm. check. But he's getting very close. So I would go Gibbs on the bench, I think. The furlong thing, we have explained this quite a lot. Billich loves furlong. Yeah. There's no issue there. Of course. At all. But he, he wants to play with a defensive-minded fullback and attacking-minded fullback. He believes Connor Townsend is an attacking-minded fullback. Furlong undoubtedly is an attacking-minded fullback. Yeah. And 
he wants that solidity. He wants a more defensive-minded player. He only wants to play one attacking fullback, basically. Yeah. And that's where it stands. Townsend's really the only option at left back at the minute. Gibbs is injured. Ferguson is AWOL. Well, not AWOL, but you know what I mean. Um, so that means he's Billich is just not going to play Townsend and Furlong. Okay. Um, he's not going to play Gibson Furlong. He is struggling really Furlong yeah. through through no fault of his own, but for how Billich wants to set up his team tactically. Um, so for that reason, O'Shea's coming at right back and been very very good. I think I think he absolutely deserves his place. Last one uh, from Alf V3. Seeing as Luke is on holiday, what's the better beer? Airport beer or first beer after getting to the hotel? Oh, like, like this is like a, a big thing of mine, Go actually. On. Airport, airport beer. Oh, mate, no, you've gone down in my beer. estimation. I'll tell you what it is. Well, like in a Weatherstone's at 4am. No, no, what it is, rather than beer, yes. this sounds stupid, right? Okay. But my favourite part of a holiday yeah. is, if you fly from Manchester Airport, have you flown from there before? Mate, you're talking to me, I've flown from all over the UK. Okay, all right, big timer. Come on. Um, Frankie and Benny's little meal before yeah. the holiday. Right. Might have a beer of it, might not, whatever. What's the little meal? I don't know, whatever's on the menu. But that, I love anticipation. What's, like, the, little, that's the, best what's, what's the little meal? Oh, just a, just a general little just meal. Just a meal, okay. whatever, whatever I'm eating. Why what, Frankie and Benny's? That's where me and my family always go oh, when okay. we go on holiday. Okay. At Manchester Airport. Okay. That's my favourite time. I sat there thinking, do you know what? We're about to board a plane, mm. go wherever we're going. Not, not got to worry about work or whatever. Yeah, it's nice. X yeah. amount of days. Sure. That bit before, just that anticipation. Yeah. 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 It's the best. It's nice. the best time. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. Airport beer, I like it. Airport beer. Giving like a good answer. Very I? good. I enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Even though you said I went down in your estimations. Well, when you started, I think I was thinking you. You know, you. You can. I just pictured you having a full English fry up at four a.m. with a couple of pints of, of crappy Carlsberg or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, uh, game Saturday. Uh, let's keep this run going. Let's go further clear at the top of the table. We spoke to Stanley Hughes from the One Stream in Bristol podcast who gave us a little bit of a preview uh, from a Bristol City point of view ahead of the big game. And here is that chat. Well, I'm delighted to welcome Stanley Hughes from the One Stream in Bristol podcast. And thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it, pal. Thanks very much. Um, Stanley, seventh in the table, uh, just outside the playoffs on on goal difference, three points away from third. How do you uh, see the season so far from a City point of view? Um, I think it's been okay. I think it's been okay. It's never plain sailing under Lee Johnson. I think sort of mm. Bristol City fans have, have sort of uh, christened him Streaky Johnson, really, and you sort of get these these wonderful runs, four wins without conceding for the first time since 1990. And you have a chance to sort of capitalise, move within the top two against Birmingham, you lose at home, you scrape past Derby County, then go away and play, you know, pretty abjectly to Leeds. Um, I think, you know, our season has been cut into parts, really. Um, we started so well playing attacking, quick, fast-paced football with a 3-5-2. Benneke Fobe was sort of the, the messiah, really, and, and the striker we've all been craving for. Mm. He gets injured, players are falling in and out of the side, lots of chopping and changing. Some fans are calling for Lee Johnson's head. And then suddenly you start, you know, he finds a formation, very defensive 4-1-4-1, and we're sort of starting to, to climb back up the table. So I think it's, it's, it's certainly been mixed. Most Bristol City fans, I think, would have been hoping for top six at the start of the season, and I guess sure. you know now we're so close that doesn't seem out of uh, that that doesn't seem a, a distant possibility. 
Is it is it playoffs minimum for this year? Does Johnson have to deliver playoffs? Do you think this time around? Um, I think that uh, John Lansdowne, if I recall, actually came out and said that the and said publicly, which is quite rare, that we're aiming for the top six and maybe even top two. Um, I don't think his job would be. I don't think he'd be sacked if we didn't f- uh, finish top six. But me personally, if we if we finished outside of the playoffs, I think he should be under immense uh, pressure come the start of next season. But you know, at the moment, I, I I do think we'll finish in in the in the top six come end of the season. Well, that, that was going to be my next question, Stanley. Is that is that you know seventh in the table, but only especially with the way the championship goes, six points away from Leeds United in second. Can, can you rule out automatic promotion? Because if you go on a run, as you know, at this level, and 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 People go on four, five, six on the bounce, especially when it comes to the nitty-gritty of the season. All of a sudden, you can be projected right up that table. Yes, yeah, certainly. And we're one of those teams who, you know, we've shown it in the past that we can go on one of those runs. I mean, last season, I think we won nine in a row at one point in the last stages of the season. It's whether we can time that run with the sort of, you know, the final several games and end up in the playoffs and keep that momentum. And, and, and it's almost a lottery, isn't it, at times? You saw that with, with Derby beating Leeds last year. I mean, you talk about being six points away from Leeds. We just played them. So we would have been level on points had we beat them. And, you know, they'd only won two in 11, I think, before that game. So I don't think, I, I certainly won't rule it out. But I think, you know, if I had to, if I was forced to put money on a, on a league table finish, I'd probably say the playoffs rather than uh, the top two. Who who are the uh, the players that have impressed you most this season? I think uh, Famer Jeju is probably looking as good as he ever has um, at Bristol City. He's always been much maligned, and he's sort of one of those players where he does a lot of the the hard work. He does a lot of the the headers, defensive work, blocks on the line, um, holding it up into play. But he doesn't quite score enough goals. And I think for a long time, Bristol City fans have really got on his back and and, and not enjoyed watching him play. And when Afobe came in and started, you know, scoring goals. People were sort of looking at Jeju and going, "Well, you know, this is what a real striker looks like, fam." Um, but I think you know he's been looking. He's been looking really good. And with the signing of Wells, I think we could hopefully see a, a partnership beginning to bloom. Um, in terms of other players, uh, Jada Silva's been okay since he's come back. I'd probably say Dan Bentley, maybe our goalkeeper. Okay. It's the first time we've paid money for a goalkeeper, I think, in in maybe five or six years, and he certainly looks good, good value for money. So I'd probably say him. Famro Jeju and hmm, a third one. And give me a pause. You can let this pause out. <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Who stood out? You know, what? it's tough actually. The more I think about, it. maybe maybe there isn't someone that stands out really. More of a collective team effort. Yeah, and I'd say you know, no, maybe I'm struggling to think of a third person because we're sort of a we have a sort of a, we're, we're a team greater than some of its parts really. And I think that was uh, further. Uh, shown the fact we lost our captain Josh Brownhill uh, for big money to Burnley and to be honest there weren't too many eyelids sort of battered really I think most City fans were okay with that and you know there was sort of a, a collective feeling that you know as a team we can still we can still get better as a team you know that's the most important thing West Brom obviously top of the table at this moment in time uh, was one side dish I would have thought when the, when the two sides met each other at the Hawthorns earlier this season hmm. um, what do you make of, of, of Albion this season have you seen much of them apart from that game uh, and, and do you feel that they, they will go to the Premier League or do you still think it's, um, it's anybody's game uh, unfortunately I was one of those uh, stupid enough to go to the Hawthorns on uh, that cold Tuesday night despite it being on Sky it's one of those games you think well if we win you know, I've got to be there, and then sort of. You know, I was there, moment, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. And unfortunately, I was there to watch Charlie Austin batter in the fourth um, after a pretty <laughs> dreadful second half. Um, yeah, they look very good, and I think clinical. To be honest, I think that that, may, that might be the difference between you and Leeds coming into the season. Is you guys, have, you know, you might not have as as as, as ridiculous amount of possession as Leeds, but you do take your chances and you punish mistakes, which is I think why you guys scored four goals 
Do I think I'll be able to get promoted? Yeah, probably. I mean, Leeds, you sort of get a feeling that they will inevitably bottle it. But I feel <laughs> like with West Brom, there isn't that same aura about them, despite uh, their, their finish last season. And I think you made, you made a couple of decent um, January signings. So if I, had to, if I had to guess one way or the other, I'd say yes, uh, West Brom will probably go up. Yeah, I think it's going to be a cracking game on Saturday, Stanley. Really looking forward to it. From a, from a City point of view, how do we expect, if you lead Johnson, how, how do you line up the team against Albion? Well, it's tough. So, I mean, um, up until the last two games, we've been lining up with a 4-1, 4-1, very defensive, without the ball, counter and take our chances when they come. I think we're we're bottom of the league table for expected goals, and, and but we're top three for big chances created. So, we sort of pick our moment to, to have shots and to get balls into the box. I think that the big thing really is with Nucky Wells being signed, most City fans are expecting us to play two up front. And we did that against Leeds and it was to our detriment. We missed Famra Jeju, who was ill, and Andy Vyman, his strike partner, uh, went off after half an hour ill as well. So you'd hope that those bugs have cleared up by the time we play. I'd say, I don't know is the answer. It could easily be one up front, Jeju, and, and you know bring on a second striker with half an hour to go. But I think, you know, we need to sort out our home form. It's what cost us last season. So I, if I had to guess again, sort of a common theme there, isn't it? My guesswork. But I'd say we're going to play two up front and it'll probably okay. be with Naki Wells and Fran Jeju. Interesting. Uh, last one from me, Stanley, as ever. I want to ask you your prediction, please, for the big game. It's Brittle City against West Brom. Oh, God, a prediction. Well, I mean, I imagine none of my three guesses will come true, so hopefully I'll make it four out of four with this one. Uh, I'll go uh, I'll go a draw. I, think, I don't think we've drawn for 15 league games, so maybe now's say, the time to do it. You either win or lose, don't you? Yeah. Um, so I'll say I'll go a 2-2 two, two draw. Um, two, I'm not going to give you who's going to score there. Desmond, brilliant. Um, thank you very much, Danny. Really appreciate it. Uh, a little plug for your podcast, if any of the Baggies fans fancy listening on the way down to, to Bristol. Oh, yeah, if any Baggies fans are desperate to listen to some inane uh, chatter and Bristol City-related nonsense for two hours, then they can search uh, One Stream in Bristol uh, on anywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever podcast provider you use. Yeah, Hopefully no boing-bonging come uh, Saturday evening. <laughs> brilliant, mate. Thank you very much. Appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, Stanley. Absolutely top man. Uh, Joe, it's, uh, it's Bristol City. It is West Bromwich Albion. How are you, how are you seeing the game? It's going to be a difficult game, isn't it? I mean, they've they're, they're still got aspirations of, well, not just as Stanley's just said, top six, but you never know. They put a run together and, and they can maybe go into that top two. But, you know, it is going to be tough. Would you take a point? I'm giving you a point now. We talked, we talked about, you know, I'm giving you promotion, which you didn't want to take. I'm giving uh, you a point now. I'm going to say no. Okay. Good. Good. Um, good. I think they're a good side on their day, Bristol City. Mm. And that on the day is more apt to them than any other team in the division, I think. Yeah. I think they, they're very, very streaky. Yeah. Um, Lee Johnson's side's always up and really. And look, if they, if they click and they play well, look, of course they can win the game. Of course mm. they can. I just think... I, I don't know who you want from their team in Albion's really. Narky Wells, good signing. Um, they've got some good players, but to me, if you said to me, I've said this before, if you said if you said to me now on Saturday, when you do player A-ins, yeah? mm-hmm. if I said to you now on Saturday, 8 out of 10, Shemi Ajay, yeah. Jake Livermore, Callum Robinson, Mateus Pereira, yes. all those players now again, 8 out of 10. Yes. So Albion win the game. Yes. They win the game. 100%. They win the Every game. Every single time. Every single time. Mm-hmm. So to me... They're good enough to be absolutely anyone. They're Love it. so good away from home. Love it. They're actually probably better away from home mm-hmm. than they are at the Hawthorns. Um, 
that they have been this season. So, look, they're a threat. Bristol City are a threat, but I would just want to motor away. Of course. If I'm being honest. Four-point lead at the top was six, but look, got robbed of two points, basically, against Nottingham mm. Forest. I genuinely believe they can motor away. Yeah. And mm. get this done and dusted. Have you been to the stadium? No, I never have. No, no. I went to the park, old one years and years yeah, ago. Old yeah, old yeah. yeah. Parking's a disgrace. Make sure you get there early. Just park anywhere on the sidewalk or something. It's a disgrace. Well, there's no parking. No around. parking, mate. No press parking now. It's horrible. I'll tell you about it afterwards. Uh, right, so it is. Bristol City is West Bromwich Albion. Give me a score prediction. I'll go first. Last word to you, Mr. Massey. I'm going to say, on the day, on the Saturday, it's going to be Bristol City 1, West Bromwich Albion 2. Well, I'll agree with the two. Okay. The West Bromwich Albion Bargo, Bristol City, nil. Yeah, clean sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think these clean sheets have come in. The, I think Albion is setting up very, very well defensively, the truth is. It's just yeah. Carl Bartley Howell is yeah, the yeah, reason yeah, why they're conceding yeah, course, goals. Yeah. But he won't carry on like that. He will He will snap out of it, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I, I think they're going to win the game. Brilliant. I think Robinson and Pereira. Love it. Yeah. Oh, Robinson, 100%, mate. Yeah. 100% for that bet. Make sure you retweet either myself or Joe's tweet. You'll be entered into the competition. Remember, two VIP executive tickets for West Brom against Preston North End. I've enjoyed it, mate. I've enjoyed it. It's good to be back. You're, I mean, so, you're cleansed, aren't you? You're weak of... It's, yeah, I've cleansed. Inside I'm ready to go. and out, literally. Pure, inside and out. Pure now. Amazing what we can have and can do for you. Don't want to be tarnished. Actual therapy. Bugger this Espanol rubbish on Thursday night. <laughs> I'm Bristol that, City. Uh, from me, from Joe, we'll see you on Saturday. Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye.